Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour, brought to you weekly by AllAccessMMA.com. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ed Carbajal. This week, we have the pleasure of welcoming back the face of AllAccessMMA.com, Jacob DeLeon. Jacob, uh, thanks for uh, giving us some time, and uh, we're, uh, we're up to hear what you got to say about uh, what's going on with All Access. Yes, sir, brother. Appreciate having me on, man. Yeah, dude, there's a there's a lot of news everywhere. I feel like, man, the, the websites, MMA, fight announcements. You know what I mean? It's been a crazy past few weeks, man, and it's just shown even more how much this sport has like exploded. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of freaky, man. But, let me let, let me ask you something. I mean, as far as because of like from where you're sitting, obviously you see the numbers, you see all the trending news, what trends, what doesn't. I mean, Matt and I, if you've been listening to the podcast, you Matt was in Vegas for the last pay per view international fight week and we're kind of seeing like an evolution when it comes to i i think of something cm punk said a couple months ago when it comes to pro wrestling fans and wwe fans and we kind of been talking about that. it's been a repeating trend on the podcast so i'm wondering as as somebody that runs an outlet like all access mma i mean you guys cover you guys there's a reason we're partnered with the website you cover mma ufc bellator and any other fight business going on what's your what's your take on like you just mentioned the explosion of the sport like when you see trending topics how does how does the landscape as a for fight fans and what they're interested in look uh from where you're sitting dude it's just weird man like not only are they there they're freaking engaged dude like on Mm -hmm. twitter you go on twitter look at how many like stan accounts there are are like (laughs) brock lesnar's wife you know what i mean like like that they're everywhere you know what I mean? And, dude, they have opinions. I mean, they're half of them are dumb. I'm like, you know what I mean? They don't really know the sport, but they like it. I mean, it helps yeah. the numbers, helps to helps grow the sport. So, man, I think it, I think it's cool, dude. Mm-hmm. Hey, real quick, uh, Matt, how was uh, International Fight Week, man? It was fun. It, it's not like it used to be. It, it just isn't. It's, it's, it's from, like, a family atmosphere mm-hmm. a little bit more to the big corporation. Um, oh, I got you. you just don't feel the love. You don't feel like the access is available to you like it used to be. I know that's old man me talking about the old days, but mm-hmm. it just, you know, I tried to, I was showing pe- people pictures uh, of like the take home stuff that I used to take home in like 2012, 13, mm-hmm. 14. And it was just trash bags full of yeah. memorabilia yeah. and autographs. And, you know, now it's just, it's standing in line for a couple hours to get a couple photos. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, it was disappointing. Um, I'm glad that they're trying to bring it back. So maybe there will be some kind of growth that they can build off of this. If they can see that they can get back to, you know, uh, getting back to the 30,000 people going through the expo, mm-hmm. perhaps they were a little bit gun shy because you never know with COVID still, you know, you don't want to plan a, a gigantic thing. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it gets shut down. So maybe that was going on somewhere behind the scenes, but, uh, and I, I think that's it. It comes with the sport exploding too. You know what I mean? There wasn't maybe that 30,000 fans ready to go and like buying a ticket there. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's cool, man. That's cool that you got, you got to see the evolution too. I know you've been to like a crazy amount of UFC fights, Bellator, BKFC and stuff like that, man. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a growth and it's been fun to watch it grow. There's been ups and downs as far as, you know, it's all it's always nice to look back and go oh it's real cool to be able to walk around and bump into you know legends of fighting that were just mm-hmm. kind of strolling around but at the same time you go okay now guys are at least making a little bit more money um they getting they're getting what 
a lot more of what they deserve. Um, you know, so you, you kind of understand. And as they become celebrities, it's not as easy to, you know, Ronda Rousey couldn't walk around, you know, an arena in her latter yeah. UFC days like she could when Strike Force. Yeah, you know, and no you had kidding. to be a hardcore fan to to know the Olympic background and and see her coming up through King of the Cage and that kind of stuff. So it, it was just different and, and there was so, so many less fights that you could actually you could reminisce on stuff. We've talked about this me and Ed several times. Like yeah. when you had a month or two between big events, you would sit there and you'd talk about the previous fights for a month and a half until the next yeah. one to come. Now yep. it's every weekend, every yeah. weekend. And it's almost as, hard to keep up. Yeah. And yeah. as hardcore of a fan as all three of us are, I mean, I'd challenge anybody to be able to look at a full fight card and, and tell me a history about everybody on the fight card. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and that that's what comes interesting with the media aspect too, man, is it's every week. So mm -hmm. like there's it never stops, you know what I mean? And and coming from I'm where I'm coming from, man, I, I'm really doubling down now. I was I, I know you guys are familiar. I was a teacher these past few years. I actually quit, man. I, or, mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't quit. I finished out the year. I'm in summer right now, but I'm not going back, man. I'm going to I'm going to get some part time jobs. I'm going to, you know what I mean? Sell some yeah. ads on our network and I'm going to uh, do some video work here and there, man. But I'm I'm opening up my Monday through Thursday. 5 a.m. to 3 a.m. 3 p.m. straight network stuff. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm half in and I'm half out and I'm I'm going to teach. And I'm coming home. I'm not doing shit with the site. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, bro, I need a change. And uh, yeah, man, I'm just gonna bartend and get get some money here I can hey. and just go dive in, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's uh, not for nothing. Matt can tell me, me, me. I've been doing that's pretty much what I've been doing for since 2014. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I have my day job and then I do everything I do. I mean, I'm fortunate in a sense that I don't really have any, like I don't have kids to worry about. So, but there's people that, that double down on the hustle regards to that. I mean, we, we, I mean, we, uh, James Lynch colleague of all of ours here. Um, I, you know, he does stuff for you. Uh, he and I work together for multiple outlets. Um, you know, he's a perfect example and he, and, he's he's been pretty open about about what you just said and there's a lot of people not for nothing half the people out there that are that are fairly well known and stuff like that mm -hmm. it's covering the sport is not their full-time thing a lot of people think that's the case and then you find out that that you know they're a mailman or something like that you know what i yeah. mean like especially it, in mma mm -hmm. like i i mean dude james is the he's like the epitome of freelance for this for this gig you know what i mean and man i remember he talked to me and I don't know what outlet he was with, but it was on that forum. And somebody said, hey, James Lynch is not uh, working for this company anymore. You should hit him up. Yeah. And I talked to him, man. He was like, yeah, um, COVID just hit and we're, we're doing all this. And I'm just going all in. And dude, he made it work, man. I don't know how many outlets he works for, but it's a lot. Yeah, no, he's definitely like uh, in double digits. I mean, and, and that's he's able. He, that's why he does it full time, though, because he's, it's for so many. And he's very good at what he does for, mm -hmm. you know, for you guys and and all the other outlets like he and I are literally uh, I think there's two the two two outlets that I write for. He and I are, are co-workers there. So he and I talk all the time about this. I mean, you know, not putting anybody's business out there, but it's a hustle, man. And it's only as the sport grows, it's only getting becoming more of a hustle. Yeah, um, man. No kidding. But, you know, what's funny about the sport. I mean, just so, so we don't get off topic like. As the sport grows and evolves, it's it's uh there's newer stars coming in and and, and fighters on their way out. 
I don't think it happens more frequently lately than it does in the UFC. Um, we got the news about Nate Diaz and Kamzat Shemaev uh, facing off. I mean, they're they're going to fight, and I don't know. I know we all have some opinions about it. Um, I I, uh, I I just want to put mine out there first because uh, it's very short and sweet. But like you know, I've always been a Diaz brothers fan, and I, I don't think people seem to be counting Nate Diaz out as if he hasn't been fighting since he was a teenager. And, you know, he's faced tough competition before, um, you know, he dethroned McGregor when he was supposed to be the favorite and Diaz was on short notice and all that. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if there's uh, something shot, you know, he, he I wouldn't be surprised if he pulls a rabbit out of his hat and does something to to derail. It, I mean, what, what would be more poetic than him yeah. beating the hype train and then throwing the middle fingers up? And that's my last fight. Go fuck off. I yep. mean, uh, that, that, that'd be cool. That's that's where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, I think the general consensus among most fans uh, of the history of the sport are certainly kind of on that same same thought process. Um, you know, as somebody who, who purchases tickets to events, uh, A, I think it's a terrible main event. I think if that's your main, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, again, and I'm not, I hate to be the downer here because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to go and have a great time and the fights might be outstanding, but um Right now, the fight's listed for that event for a pay-per-view. For that to be a main event pay-per-view headliner, I mean, that's just kind of the example I give of, like, uh, where they're just taking every penny that they can get from people. Um, there's yeah. no reason that that fight couldn't be on any of these other pay-per-views um, lower down on the card. You can still make it five rounds. You've done it for yeah. Diaz in the past. Um, I just think it's a money grab. I think that they're they're making a money grab off of Diaz's name with the hope that he gets squashed. Yeah. And um, – even if he wins, I don't think they're going to give him the mic. If he pulls off an upset, they're not going to give him a mic and let him give mm. a big FU to the UFC and call people out. They're going to end that pay-per-view, you know, and and, mm-hmm. and that's what's weird about it. I mean, they're so confident that <coughs> they think he's going to lose that they're willing to make it a main event. In the mm. past with guys like Arlovsky in his first run there, they put him on prelims. I mean, you had a guy who was the former champ and they put him on a prelim on like a fight night card against Jake O'Brien you know, an untelevised prelim. I mean, that, so that's kind of how they used to do it in the past when they weren't sure. And Arlovsky won that fight, you know, and then he went on to fight Fedor uh, in his next fight uh, for Affliction. So, I mean, there's a, there's a history of them doing this to guys. Um, it just seems so, it seems dirty. I mean, that you know, and, and again, you know, it's hard not to be a downer when it comes to this and kind of talk shit about the guys that you, you know, you support financially. I buy tickets for these guys. So it's kind of a conflict for me to be like, man, you guys are kind of crooks. Like the dude's put 15 years into your company. He's given you everything you want. You can't write the history of the UFC without the Diaz brothers. And you're going to try to do him dirty like that. I mean, you're, you're, you're basically trying to make him less valuable for the next person that wants to sign him to fight. I, I just don't, I, I can't imagine wanting to, it just seems, it just, I don't, where does it, where does it fall apart for a promoter? I mean, Diaz has made the UFC and Dana White, millions and hundreds of millions of dollars and 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 we're gonna put him in there against a matchup now god i hope he wins and Mm. if it goes into the fourth fifth round he definitely has a shot we saw that burns was able to land some shots as the fight as the fight proceeded and diaz gets stronger later in the fights but matchup wise you know it's it's about the worst matchup you could have Mm. for for nate diaz that doesn't mean he can't win it but is a terrible matchup stylistically for him did they put it down as a main event is that 
it's the main event for the UFC 280 in, in T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. So they're going to wow. try to sell 21,000, 22,000 tickets for that being the main event. Currently, I mean, just, you know, and obviously things are going to change. But right now, the only other, there's only one other main card fight even signed. And it's a heavyweight fight uh, that's not even really on anybody's radar. Um, let's see here. Uh it's uh, Abdur Rakaminov, um, the guy oh, yeah. who lost to Lewis in, in mm-hmm. I think, New York years ago, uh, fighting a guy named Jalton Almeida, hmm. another heavyweight. I mean, those are the only two. I mean, then, you know, the only other good fight that I even consider really kind of interesting to me is Irina Aldana and Macy Chazan. I mean, that's just that's just kind of a, a you know, top shelf female fight. But I mean, we're talking unless they you know, they're going to have to put Poirier Chandler. They're going to have to put, you know, they got to stack about three or four fights that some might argue should even be the main event in order yeah. for them to real, you know, I'm sure I'm, I haven't got an email about uh, the event prices, but I'm kind of curious about the price point they're coming up for this um, because I can't imagine you're going to get, it's not going to be fight week, you know, fight week to get in the door was about $250 minimum. <coughs> um, wow. I, I can't imagine that mm. you're not going to, you're not going to be able to buy tickets. If, if less the fight card just explodes and they give us, you know, names that you can't believe on the undercard. Uh, I would imagine you're going to be able to go to this event. If you live in Vegas for probably 50 bucks and walk in, there's going to be tickets like crazy. I just can't, I can't, and maybe they won't be labeled as that, but you know, the way that the, uh, the, the, you know, the, the scalpers buy up tickets and stuff, you know, if you sit around and wait for that event to start, you probably are going to be able to get it pretty cheap. A uh, barring, like I said, just an explosion of a main card that they decide to come out with five just super fights as opposed mm. to, you know, one kind of carrying main event. But, you know, I, I just, yeah. I can see three monster fights still being added, to be honest. Like, I, mm. I think they're going to stack it. It's a pay-per-view. They have to. You know what I mean? They're not going to lose out on the, the pay-per-view money. They're going to stack it. They have to, literally. Man, but I... I don't believe that's going to be the main event, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I I, I got to say, I mean, and I know you you uh, all access MMA is going to be covering because you guys do a, gr- a great job with the pay per view stuff. But the next one coming up, UFC two seventy seven, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine fights that I'm seeing on it. Unless this is not, I'm I'm looking at the Wik- Wikipedia fight card because it just loads faster on my laptop but like outside of the the main and co-main event i mean you have the heavyweight with Derek lewis and sergey pavlovich i mean lewis is, is obviously the drawing name there um i mean the main card it's a little bit uh i don't know it just seems light to me i and, have 12 I, fights on tapology um yeah let's yeah, why don't we just bring up the card from the website because that's always yeah i mean i better. you know the obviously the moreno uh cara france fights awesome pena nunez has to happen you, you mentioned pavlovich lewis uh pantoja alex perez is a fun fight yeah you know it, it's you know and then uh Ankalev and uh and anthony smith is was in theory kind of like the number one contender fight for uh mm-hmm. you know if we don't get a rematch between yuri and, and glover um but uh you know, it's that's what I mean. You know, you, when you have a fight night every week, yeah, you, you know, you, you kind of drain your your well of as far as like the pot of fighters you have to go to. Um, but it's just, and we're going to do picks for this, obviously, on fight week. But so I don't want to go too too deep into it. Yeah, it's definitely better than Wikipedia needs to update it. Um, oh, it's definitely yeah. better than what I saw. Blood Diamond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you haven't seen him. You haven't seen him fight. <laughs> no, I've just never seen his name listed like that on a fight yeah. before. But hey. yeah, no, he's 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 this is like. Uh, it's not the Aaron Jeffrey uh, silhouette. Of <laughs> no, the that's for, for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. I think that might be staying from what I heard, but uh. <laughs> you know. But you getting back to the the Diaz Chimay of like yeah. when you start looking at the fights that are already scheduled. I mean, they're loading up uh, UFC 280, so the event. Uh, that follows that one. I mean, we just got Jan and O'Malley. We mm-hmm. just got, uh, you know, Sterling Dillashaw and, uh, and that one's headlined by uh, Oliveira and Makchayev. Um, Usman's fighting the event before you've got Nunes and, and Moreno fighting the, the event, you know, the weekend, the wet event, two events before. I just feel like 277 is not trending the way, you know, like pay-per-view cards as when we get closer to them. Um, I feel like it's just not trending the way that it used to. Like I, I mean, I want to say, you know, like like when Gaethje Gaethje Chandler, you know what I mean? Like the 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 recent, it's it's almost so much, it's almost so frequent that you're losing track of, you know, I don't I just don't see anyone popping the card like like yeah, I know yeah. It, it's it goes. I mean, again, no disrespect, she's probably the greatest female fighter of all time, but mm. fans just don't get hype for Nunes fights. She's she I mean they've got her headlining this card. The the biggest fight of her career was against Cyborg and that was a co-main event. Yeah. Um you know uh, <laughs> other than Rousey, you know that was the main event, but uh and the, but that was on the back of Ronda Rousey. I mean the bottom line is that people can talk about wanting it but they're not they just don't promote it like they do the other fights, you know? Mm-hmm. And and it's not necessarily the, the the fans and stuff. We should be seeing commercials about Nunes left and right on TV. We should see yeah. her interviewed mm-hmm. on ESPN. We yeah. should see her getting interviewed across the board on pot on bigger podcasts than this. You know, I mean, she should be, they should be really praising and, 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 you know, getting her out there. That's, that's what the promoters do. That's what confuses me again about mm-hmm. the DS thing. It's like, you're the promoter <laughs> and like you're put this guy, Signs to fight with you. You're supposed to promote him, and basically, we know all the promotion is going to be about Cosmot, you know. And they're not going to promote Diaz. You know, it's his last fight. They don't want to, you know. Every other sport has like a farewell. I just mm-hmm. don't. I just, I just wish we could get over the, 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 you know, the petty bullshit. Cosmot. What did I say? Cosmot. 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 <laughs> yeah. You know. And, and <laughs> you know what, man? Real quick, man. Uh, Amanda Nunes, she would be in a totally different boat had she won that first fight because mm-hmm. Kayla Harrison was sitting on the sidelines. They're waiting. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, had she won that fight, that fight might have been Kayla, Kayla Harrison this weekend, and it would have been yeah. crazy. They would have put all the money into her. You know what I mean? They would have put her face on those commercials and stuff, but. Yeah, yeah I, but I, we but going back to that, we know UFC was number three in the bid in that because or at least number three, maybe even farther down the list. We yeah. know Bellator had the highest bid and then and then PFL matched it. So, you know, and she still is the 145 pound champion that yeah. that title sitting on a shelf that I mean, may not, if she loses this weekend, we might see the retire or not near this weekend. But at that fight, um, we might see her retirement, which would mean that she's not fighting and that. I wouldn't be surprised if 145 disappears. The UFC hasn't really taken a serious run at at that. Um, And it's not, maybe not their fault. There's just not a deep pool of talent at that thing. And I would say that 70% of the talents in Bellator probably right now. So you're kind of, you you kind of pigeonhole yourself by creating that belt uh, basically for cyborg. And then, together and, and then the minute you had and then the minute she lost you decided to get rid of her so i mean we, yeah. we could have seen nunez cyborg five by now and it would probably would have sold a million pay-per-views every time 
You know, yeah. that's that's the one fight that you could have done over again and deserved a rematch. It was the hey. two greatest female fighters you know, in my in my mind of all time fighting each other. Definitely, definitely. What do you think? Who do you think is going to take that O'Malley Yan fight? I was very surprised that they pushed him that quick. I was expecting to see two more fights before that. Well, yeah. I mean, the 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 and rightfully everyone's surprised because of the way O'Malley quote unquote won the last fight. You know, people are talking about that eye poke being on purpose and blah mm-hmm. blah blah, or the other fighter looking for a way out. According to O'Malley, I mean, it's a lot of. But the thing about O'Malley that I, it's funny because they were just recently playing his highlights of his contender series fight, and I, I watched his him come up through LFA. You know, he he's still a good fighter, despite all his you know gimmick with the weed and the hair and the and the and the tattoos and all that stuff. Like he's still like you don't get to the UFC. That other stuff doesn't really get you in the UFC. You have to number one have to be a good at fighting, and he he is that. I always bring up his fight pass invitational when he competed on the UFC Fight Pass team when they first did the Fight Pass Invitational. And I was, I, you know, you never really get to see his grappling because he uses his length with his striking when he fights. So you never get to see how great a fighter he is. And despite all his, the stuff that folks are, that's making him popular otherwise, at the end of the day, he's still a decent fighter. I, 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 um, I think it's a good matchup. I know folks don't like the way that it happened because of how he won his last fight. And I mean, not for nothing, and Matt and I have said this a couple of times when it comes to Sean O'Malley on the podcast. I mean, we're we're old men and, and all the shit that he does fucking aggravates us. <laughs> but I, as somebody that's been, you know, freaking 30 year martial arts student uh, myself, I, I, I still respect this skill. No matter what you do or how, what you wear walking in and out off the out of the training room, you, you know, your skill is what, what actually speaks for you when it counts. So and he's he's got great skills. So I don't mind the matchup at all. He's uber talented. Um, the The results of his last fight are irrelevant. We saw Usman get a push after he gouged. Uh, it was Burns, right? No, it was. It was, it was maybe it was Edwards and Burns or something. But they, you know, there was. We've seen guys advance despite, um, you know, the way other fight their previous fight ended. I mean, the previous fight with O'Malley ended with an eye poke. People can go mm-hmm. after Munoz all they want. The bottom line is there was an eye poke until somebody pokes me in the eye. And tries to judge my reaction. Then I'm I, I, I I'm not one of those guys who act like people are faking stuff. No, um, not not when it comes to eyes and and stuff like that. Yeah, no, we've seen you... some other stuff where you kind of go, ah, but not with eyes. Um, yeah, I I, 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 I pokes are I've I've been poked in the eye, and it's it's definitely a fight ending. Shit, yeah. So. so so that you know aside, the UFC is going to push O'Malley. Uh, we've been complaining that he's kind of been babied until the Munoz fight. Um, mm-hmm. At least at least me. I'm not speaking for everybody. Um, but he was kind of getting the MVP treatment. Is kind of how I always thought of it. Um, considering he was moving up in the rankings while like not really beating anybody ahead of him. So uh, I mean, the fight somewhat makes sense when you got Dillashaw, you got Sterling fighting, um, you got Sandhagen already fighting a Song coming up. Um, so you, that division's kind of booked out. Um, so the fight makes sense. I think Jan's gonna. I think Jan's gonna smash him. Um, I think he'll take yeah, him down. I, I think he'll beat the hell out of him. Uh, I'm so obviously too, it's not popular to say these days, but I'm partial towards Russian fighters. Always have mm-hmm. been. It's who I grew up watching in the sport. So I, I tend to kind of root for those guys because I like the yeah. savagery and the and the cyborgishness of their, you know, their attitude when it comes to fighting a bit. Uh, but uh, I, I mean. It's it's the fight that he wants if he wants to be the superhero, mm-hmm. you know, 
you know, and, and the reality is he, he, he has a chance to become like the first TikTok star of <laughs> UFC. You know what I mean? Like that era. And, and yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I mean? That's and whether he's on TikTok. I couldn't even tell you. I have no idea. I don't, I'm not on TikTok, but it's kind of that I was era, briefly. You know? we, we, had the, we had the YouTube guys. We had the you know, you, you got generations that kind of come up while social media and stuff is it allows them to grow and, mm-hmm. and get their name out of there. And with the legalization of pot throughout most of the country, he's able to roll on that you know and uh mm-hmm. you know not a play on words there but uh you know he, he he's able to to, to play <laughs> yeah. that and and do that stuff so um i mean all power to him his attitude gets to me a little bit but i love watching him fight i've said it a mm. million times you know if i could put it on mute and just kind of you know maybe get away from the crusty the clown hair and stuff like that i i could, uh, I'd, I'd watch him fight all night long and even mm. with that stuff i still watch him but um i don't think that this is a good matchup for him i think he's gonna yeah. struggle with the guys who can get takedowns uh the sterlings uh, yeah you know and, and I, if, I think a better matchup for him would be like cruz dillashaw i think you'd get some really good stand-up uh you know movement and, and potential yeah. some fireworks like that a good indicator of how it could go is if you watch Jan Jan sterling one you know, Sterling does have reach advantage. He's got he's almost got a similar frame, wiry frame, um, you know, both in the same weight class. And, and Jan used uh, he crowded his space to not let him use any of that. And, and, and you know, kind of was dominating the fight up until that that knee happened. So, I mean, everyone likes to talk about the thing that that ended the fight, but no one really remembers the actual fight um, unless you rewatch it, which I have. And um, I mean, Jan was doing well. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot of that in the in that fight. Yeah, I, I mean, it's definitely a win-win. He mm-hmm. wins, he's a superstar. He loses, he was supposed to lose. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, I just wish the fight they would have made before he did that. If they would have got Yanez O'Malley, I felt like that would have done numbers, man. And it would have been a great fight and a good striking test. You know what I mean? Before mm-hmm. you let him work on his ground another six months. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Um how it unfolds, you know, when you think guys are going to take guys down, it ends up being a striking match. And if, if, you know, if, if Jan stands in front of him, then mm-hmm. anything can happen um, with that reach and, and just yeah. his speed. I mean, he's, he's got a special Anderson Silva like talent when it comes to the lightning quick strikes and, yeah. and, and some of his movements. So, But the, the thing too, is the fight is, it's not like the fight isn't going to be there just because this fight got made. You, I mean, mm-hmm. when we, when we started, when we started the podcast, you had mentioned the, 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 the UFC stand, and how they are now, like, the, like if if O'Malley loses, look at McGregor fans. He yeah. hasn't won. He hasn't won in forever. And everybody, as soon as McGregor comes back, they go nuts. It's just, it's almost the same thing with O'Malley. So he could lose the fight and still come back and, and and take that fight. That which I agree with you, by the way. It's a, it's a, that would have been a better matching, but you know, people will still go crazy for it. Yeah, man, that that was actually my first UFC fight. Do you know UFC Austin? I, I made it down to that, and that was pretty cool because. Uh, I had just filmed with Adrian like, man, maybe three weeks before that. So mm-hmm. I was just waiting to see, you know what I mean? And man, when he got bumped up to the main card and he knocked him out, dude, that was crazy, man. I was going crazy in the stands. Speaking, speaking of which, uh, I mean, of stuff that you filmed, I mean, remember the last time you came on, you told us about that, uh, uh, it was this, was this Sean Strickland video or whatever. Oh, yeah, the Chris Curtis one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So is, is there anything, is there anything uh, on, the, on the YouTube channel now that we need to check out? Because that actually got some. Get, that actually got some folks' attention. Yeah, man. Uh, well, man, r- real quick before I go on that, man, I'm super pumped for Chris to fight tomorrow, or mm-hmm. not tomorrow, but Saturday. Mm-hmm. And he, that dude's a long time coming, man. I can't believe he finally. It's crazy. He's in a paper in a pay per view uh, 
or not a pay-per-view, but a, a co-main event, man. But yeah. anyways, uh, yeah, last time I talked, I think the first trip I did was to Houston. I went to Metro Fight Club. I uh, it was just I went to Adrian's house and then linked up with him, got to talk to Rafi on again. He's back there in Houston, and uh, he, he lives there now. So, yeah, it's just him, uh, Adrian, Rafion, Matt Snow. They got they got a good team there. Eves Levine, he's their uh, MMA guy, cage wrestling. And uh, Michael Chase Corley, he, mm-hmm. he's really good Muay Thai guy. And then, of course, at uh, Metro Fight Club, Adrian, he's a man now. He, he took it over. He's uh, oh, wow. it, it, It's him and him and Rafion, and they're leading the classes, literally. Hmm. Which, I, I mean, it, it's good, but... Man, you got a Bellator world champ, and then like a, yeah. a six-fight win streak UFC guy bonus every night. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like they're young cats, young guys, and it's it's freaking hard to do, man, to run your own major camp like that. But to have Eves Levine back, and then Michael Chase Corley, it's just our Eves Levine, Eves mm-hmm. Edwards. I'm sorry. Yeah. Eves Edwards and <laughs> Eves uh, Levine's a rep. Eve Edwards, man, he's yeah. he, that's the perfect guy to. To kind of bring it all in together, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I saw Adrian. We worked with him, put it to put a good video out, and then I went to Factory X maybe two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah, I went to Factory X three weeks ago, and I looked linked up with Cody Brundage. Oh man, who had a fabulous knockout, man! I can't. He got. I was so upset that he didn't get that performance bonus, man. He knocked Gore out. Yeah. That was a nasty knockout, man. He got. But yeah, man, uh, Factory X, it's a, it's a cool place. It's, it was my first big gym I got to go to, and that was, shoot, over two years ago now. So it was cool to go back and see everybody. I mean, now that I go back, Dustin Jacoby, he's on another crazy win streak. You know what I mean? I think he's on six now. So he's a real good guy. We always talk cowboy cowboy talk when, when I go over. I brought him a cowboy hat this time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man, that, that team's killing it. Mark Montoya, he's a... Uh, he does so much stuff that I've been to a lot of gyms, but when it comes to the striking, nobody's doing it like them, man. Mm. They are doing like just, just straight up like it looks like you're in Thailand, man. You know what I mean? He's constantly talking about the ties. He's even last time he was talking about like are the calf kicks. He's like calf kicks aren't new. They go look at a 19 oh, yeah. tie fight. They're everywhere. They're just they're, the UFC just barely picked up on it though. Yeah, but a lot of techniques, elbow techniques, knee techniques, and just the stuff I'm seeing. I'm like, man, nobody's doing that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it, it's cool there, man. I, I always like going back there. Uh, I want to see uh, Brandon Royval get a fight next. But yeah, actually, well, he he, he uh, I saw he posted that picture like a week or two ago on Instagram. His elbow dislocated. Poor oh, guy. Poor it? guy keeps getting injured. Shit. You know, and and his stuff is like, I mean, he's gonna be out for a while. I don't know if he was it was in training it happened, but um yeah, that that was uh sad news to see because uh again the him and Brendan Moreno was the fight when it happened. I mean the injury robbed us of what I think would have been probably been one of fight of the year candidate, fight of the yeah. decade, you know what I mean? And he, you put Moreno's name in it and, and you know on, on against a guy like Roy Val that just goes to throws his body at you mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> it's and, like he tries to crash into you. Him, he's like a, he's like a lightweight Justin Gaethje. Yeah, and, and I mean he beat Kai, and yeah. you know what I mean. And Kai's fighting for the interim belt next weekend. Yeah, so yeah. he's right up there, man. I, I I'm right there with you, man. I wish we could have seen what could have been. Yeah, but we'll see it eventually. You know what I mean? It's, it'll come back around. We'll. I hope so. I hope I hope he can get his health 
good enough because that's the fight that if that fight, I, I will literally throw myself out of the window if that fight ever gets rebooked again. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, yeah. And, oh, sorry. Uh, I, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but you, you mentioned injuries, and I, I feel like, you know, you being the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt and the expert on that. Um, did you have any take on the uh, Brian Ortega situation? Um, I, I It was on ABC, so I, I'm sure you yeah. probably were able to catch it. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 <clears throat> as somebody who's, you know, followed the sport forever and seen injuries and stuff. This was one that was a little bit different for me. To me, this wasn't like the JDS throwing his shoulder out. I, I saw a lot of people talking about it being fluke, and I'm going, mm. well, the dude's hanging on your arm trying to break it, and you go to rip it out, and it comes out of the socket. Isn't that kind of because the guy's hanging on your arm? Like, I, I feel like there's yeah. a little bit of disrespect going for your Rodriguez. Rodriguez was going for a submission. Whether it was going to work or not really is irrelevant. If you're, I mean, in a street Listen, fight, he just tore the guy's arm out of his socket. And, and, and that's that's the thing about powering out of a submission attempts. I mean, and I'm, I'm speaking from experience here. I, I have the terror in my right uh, pec here I, uh, because I powered out of uh, trying to power, power out of a neon belly move when you're supposed to. You know, jiu-jitsu is about leverage. It's not about strength. Oftentimes, as you get older and you try to use your strength, the the idea behind what you did will work, but you can injure yourself doing it. So, and as far as like the the, the take on giving the win to Rodriguez, like you said, it was off of him doing a submission. Okay, it's a TKO submission. It sounds weird, but you know it, that's what happened. It was him. He was still escaping the the. He was still trying to outmaneuver the attack that was coming at him. So I didn't disagree with it. I wanted or I was only mad because I wanted I wanted him to win. I, I you know, as talking about people were making fun of talking about I saw something just before we started recording that they're trying to talk talk bad about Ortega that oh he hardly fights. Uh, freaking uh, Rodriguez yeah, your Rodriguez is the guy that hardly fights for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like he's like Haley's comet when he with his fight bookings. <laughs> we we'll probably won't see him again until next year. He looked or, good though. He looked because yeah. I thought Ortega yeah. was going to run right through him, and but, and uh, and Yair looked as good as I've ever seen and, him. In that yeah, game. and he was landing. Oh uh, yeah, sure he was landing whatever. But Ortega knew no knew that striking with him was stupid. That's why he was forcing the clinch and walking through a lot of those, taking those hits to get to him. And the fact that it ended the way it did, like I think we got robbed. That's another one where we got robbed of what could have been a great five rounds. Big time, man! I was really looking forward to that one. And I mean Yair and Max, that was a. That was a shootout on the feet, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the only thing with, with the Ortega, man, he's taken so much damage yeah. over the past two years. Yeah. Like, oh, that guy. I don't know how many wars I want to see that guy in. Cause... Well, how, how many BKFC guys have we had on this podcast, Matt, that they tell us that they, they'd rather do that because it's just easier to, to prep for than mixed martial arts? You yeah, know? they just say that they, they just can't, that, you know, the amount of abuse you take in an MMA fight uh, mm-hmm. over over. 15 or 25 minutes it just doesn't compare to the the you know the 10 minutes of bkfc where it's mm-hmm. like yeah you're gonna get cut up and you're gonna get bloodied but you're either gonna get pretty much knocked yeah, out yeah, or yeah. you're gonna survive the yeah. fight whereas in the in mma you can you can win a fight and take so much damage that it takes years off your career yeah. and just um, Sinead o'connor she won the fight got that was supposed to be next in line to fight chris cyborg and then had to have seen this needs to do Kavanaugh. I'm uh, coming Sinead. after you now. We're not singing the intro for Connor. McGregor. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> we got Cosma and Eve. That's all three of us. Eve yeah, Levine, all three of us, right? Comes like Eve Levine and uh, whatever. It's, it's uh, heat exhaustion because it's fucking hot as balls here in New Jersey. Oh, so. man. Well, there is a there is a couple events uh, starting here in. Well, it started about 13 minutes ago. Is Invicta. 
40. Let me double check. I believe it's 48. 48. So that's on YouTube access TV for any fans that want to jump from this podcast directly to, uh, to, to the fights tonight. And then this uh, Friday night we have, um, Bellator returns for Bellator 283. Not going to go through the whole card, but Lorenz Larkin, uh, some big names on, on the card. Mm-hmm. Um, we did lose the initial title fight that was going to be uh, Patricky Pitbull um, against Sydney Outlaw. Uh, now they've uh, moved up the co-main event, um, which is Douglas Lima and Jason Jackson, a really good uh, number one contender fight, really. Uh, and then Outlaw stays on the card against Musayev, uh, the former Ryzen uh champion lightweight champion so um you know lima one of the uh kind of unappreciated stars of the sport simply because he's never fought in the ufc uh, mm-hmm. against jason jackson who's just been kind of steamrolling uh over the last couple years um don't know if you guys have any specific takes on it um i'll be rooting for lima i just wonder if we've kind of reached a point now where he's kind yeah. of on the downside and we're going to kind of see a passing of the torch to a little bit of a next generation of fighters, even if ages are not necessarily a huge discrepancy. Um, the amount of wars that Lima's been through, this will be his 43rd fight, um, whereas Jackson will only be his 20th. So I'm wondering if we're going to start seeing a little bit of the wear and tear take a toll on Lima and, and maybe he peaked out uh, kind of with the Rory McDonald uh, yeah. fights he had. So, I think um, we have to see. We I think we just have to wait wait and see for Belter 283 this Friday. Um Jacob, man, before we close out, uh, anything else you want to plug? I mean, outside of uh, we we plug every week. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Um, anything else that that we should keep an eye out for that you want you're able to speak on for allaccessmma.com? Uh, yeah, man, I just got hired. We're gonna run a gig here for the next pay per view. I don't know how much I can say, but yeah, we'll have some content there. I'll be at the event, and man, I'm excited for the Dallas event. Hey, real quick though, did y'all see the Aljamain Sterling TJ Dillashaw move to 280? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's Benil- a loaded card right now. Benil, I mean, Benil Dariush and Gamrot. Now, I'm just seeing all these ESPN things yeah. on two, for 280. But uh, no, nah, man, yeah, just uh, the same old thing, man. I'm taking it full time and we're really going to see where we can go. You know what I mean? I feel like I've kind of been in the the passenger seat the past two years working and seeing how it's going. And man, I'm just ready to see when I step all in and actually do this, like how far can we go? So, so you said, uh, I mean, I know you said because of the, uh, we'll, we'll probably start seeing the, uh, when do you think we'll start seeing uh, uh, like the uptake? I mean, it's enough for nothing. Yeah. From, yeah, yeah. from, from where I'm sitting, all access MMA has been pretty, has been pretty uh, becoming more consistent, but like, when do you yeah. think can, we can see the ramp up? I think in a month's time, mm. one to two months, we're gonna be full fledged throwing it out there, man. I'm gonna try to get I'm gonna try to get two new shows every mm. weekly on YouTube. Mm. We're gonna get a we're gonna get a, a betting a betting show going. I'm gonna have one of my news anchor that works for the local news. We've always done a lot of work together. Nice. Um, she, so she's gonna start doing some knockout stuff for me. I'm gonna start talking to her. So yeah, just just putting the video content out. Just competing with the with the freaking monsters at Yahoo and ESPN, putting mm-hmm. out the content for writing, and that's that's the hard one to get. But uh, yeah, man, I'm just gonna really, really knuckle down. So ho- hopefully, here in about a month or two months, you're gonna actually see more articles. And I, I mean, content-wise, digitally, video, I've always kept up with that because that yeah. was that's what I like to do about it. But yeah, man, we're gonna start writing and and re- really try to take a 
a nudge in this. And, and it's not just my site. I own the whole network now. So, yeah. man, the, the NBA, we're taking the NBA. Project Spurs, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. man. We're going all in on that. Going to be honest, that's my number one focus. Yeah. Is, it, I mean, they're they're right there. You know what I mean? But Well, yeah. It's like you said. It's all part of the same network. And if, <laughs> if MMA has to ride the Spurs, Project Spurs, then so be it, right? Yep. So, yeah, yeah that, that's my number one goal is to get all the content on there. Keep the <laughs> MMA right out there. But, man, we have so many sites on our network. We're going to yeah. really hone in on the, the ones that are shining. Yeah. Put them out there and just, just go all in, man. Cool. Cool. Well, everybody should check out allaccessmma.com, uh, especially since they support this show uh, weekly for us. Um, fans can follow the show at Combat Hour on Twitter, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. Follow me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Edit Carbazal on Twitter, Carbeerzal on Instagram, Old Head Carb on Twitch. And again, allaccessmma.com for our video podcast and uh, all your MMA <laughs> news and videos and, and everything else. And uh, our mascot sitting in the back there. <laughs> What's your dog's name again? I don't know why. Halo. Yeah, she, Halo. she was just... She was just going crazy about some somebody knocked or rang the doorbell yeah. or something. So <laughs> All she right. lost her mind. But uh, yeah, thanks for your time, Jacob. We appreciate the updates and we look forward to seeing some of the new content um, that'll kind of be exclusive to uh, allaccessmma.com coming up in the next couple of weeks. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, guys. Have Peace. a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening. <laughs>